Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Welcome. This is Harriet Kamek from Down to Earth with Harriet Kamek. Hey, I just wanted to say hello. Thank you all for joining us. It's a privilege and a pleasure. I almost ran tongue-twisted over that, didn't I? It's, a, it's my privilege and my pleasure to be here hosting Down to Earth this morning with you as we talk about the issues that matter. There's so much to talk about. There are some interesting things taking place in our area, but there are also some interesting things taking place around the country. I mean, if you've gone to any social media site lately, you will see that some stuff is happening. But here in the Detroit area, thanks so much for joining I wanted to say, uh, I am great. I wanted to say, first of all, just first of all, I don't know how this escaped me yesterday, but I might have still been in shock. I might have still been hoping that the news I heard the previous night was not true. Uh, Recently in our area, on Wednesday evening, a Detroit police officer who was serving and protecting was shot and killed. And I'm going to outline the scenario for you and to tell you that I think I'm still in shock. I I, I still can't believe that he lost his life while he was trying to help someone else. And I want to talk about it because I found myself moved to talk about this uh, epidemic of violence against women. But I'm also going to take some responsibility for it as well, that we women also have a role to play. And I'm going to take some responsibility, and I'm advising women to take some responsibility. So let me put it into perspective for you. For those of you who are just joining us, here's the real story. The real story is that in the last, I'm going to quote this. This is from the Macomb County Prosecutor. Macomb County is one of the counties that make up the tri-county area surrounding Metro Detroit, right? So there's Oakland, Wayne, and Macomb, right? So Macomb County. This is what the Macomb County prosecutor said, and I'm quoting him. He said, this is the sixth murder case resulting from a domestic violence situation that he has had in the last two months in his office. This is from the Macomb County prosecutor, right? So what happened? Let me, I'm happy you asked. Let me tell you. So a young woman, she's 20 years old. She was living with her boyfriend, who is 18, in an apartment right, somewhere in Macomb County, they got into an argument and she recorded him on her cell phone, used her cell phone video to record him loading guns, loading bullets into a gun. You know what he said to her? Oh, you think I'm playing, huh? I'm going to use these hollow tip 45s to whatever, whatever. When she stopped recording him, he turned the gun on her and shot her and killed her. He began driving around with her in his vehicle. He called his mother to hide the evidence. He called his mother. She complied to hide the evidence. And he was driving erratically around, so he got pulled over by the police. 
The police, when they pulled over, pulled him over, discovered his girlfriend's body in the vehicle. And that was the end of his freedom. They took him into custody. They tried to resuscitate her, but it was too late. On November 10th, we heard about this other shocking story. Another young woman, 20 years old, uh, she's a, she was in college. She was working. She got off her late shift at, at a regular store, right? And she got off her shift and was, got into her car. And next thing we know, she was dead. She was shot four times. We later learned through the police investigation that that she was pregnant and that she broke up with the boyfriend but somehow agreed to meet him. The boyfriend has a current girlfriend. The current girlfriend somehow got involved and shot. the girl got shot and she's dead. So the police investigated and they arrested the current girlfriend and the ex-boyfriend. They're both locked up. So that's two young women in their 20s who were killed by boyfriends within a matter of two weeks. According to the Macomb County prosecutor, and like I said, Macomb County is part of the Tri-County area here in the Detroit area, this is the sixth murder case resulting from a domestic violence incident, a domestic violence situation, I'm quoting him directly, in, in two months. That was just in one county. Here in the Detroit area, it's an epidemic of violence against women. It's an epidemic of men killing their girlfriends. Now, I told you earlier, as I started talking about the police officer who lost his life on Wednesday evening, while we were all watching Jeopardy or whatever else we were watching, I probably was watching The Crown or something, enjoying my Wednesday evening at 7.30, whatever, had dinner or whatever. This police officer responded to a call to serve and protect. I'm furious because if it were my brother this morning, somebody would be paying. I would not be calm. Okay? I don't I wouldn't want to have to deal with this going into Thanksgiving. This police officer was he responded. He got a call. They got a call that a man was trying to shoot up somebody's house. I'm gonna tell you what happened. I'm gonna tell you, just be patient. And he went to the, the two police officers, he and his partner, the police officer who was shot, is a 16-year veteran of the Detroit Police Department. His, his uh, partner has been there for two and a half years, is a military vet, is ex-military, and so on, right? They went to answer the call. When they got there, when they got there, they cleared the, mid, the, the, the main level of the house. They went upstairs. The occupants of the house ran out and told the police officer that the crazy guy, the guy was in the house with a long rifle. They heard a man is inside of a house with a rifle, and they went in nonetheless. They cleared the main level. They cleared the upper level and were on their way down into the basement. So you know they're police officers. They probably identified themselves. Man, come out of the house. This is blah, blah, blah. This is officer blah, blah, blah. Come out of the house. This is the police. Come out of the house. As soon as they started going down the basement, this nuthead opened fire, shooting one of the officers in his neck. I don't need to tell you what happened. The other officer got shot in his foot. 
The one who was shot in his neck didn't even didn't live. Oh God. Over a nuthead. A total nuthead. So the backstory is that his girlfriend broke up with him. His girlfriend lives in the house. The family members said he's been coming there since last week trying to talk to the girlfriend. The girlfriend probably is afraid of him. She went to her family. Her family are trying to protect her because apparently when you break up with them nowadays, they want to kill you. Big, strong men walking around with guns, but when a woman breaks up with them, they want to kill somebody. They want to kill her. Like this idiot in the cell phone video, right? So he showed up with a gun, so they wouldn't let him in. But this time he came with a gun. They, they didn't have a choice. He forced his way in, so they called the police. The police came, got everybody out of the house. And an officer who is married, who has children, lost his life over some nuthead. So while I'm saying there's violence against women that is unprecedented and it is epic, because in one county, six murder cases resulting from domestic violence situations in two months, it is an unprecedented epic violence. But the real, the issue behind this is, ladies and gentlemen, these people did, were not, didn't just show up violent. They didn't snap. They didn't flip. They were violent from the beginning. So the question I'm asking women why are we dating men who are dangerous? Why are we bringing people into our lives who are dangerous? You thought it was cute when he has a gun. Did you think it was cute when he has a gun? Did, did you think that, oh, you feel safe with him because he's going to protect you? Or it didn't occur to you that when you no longer want him, he's going to turn the gun on you. Ladies, once you see violence, you cannot stay with him. You can't change him. You can't, you can't love him. It, no matter what sub story he's going to tell you, and he's going to tell you how his mama didn't love him. He's going to tell you how the whole society is jacked against him. Leave because you're going to pay the price. It was less than two years ago that another young woman trying to move on with her life broke up with a guy, and she went to work, and he went and got her. Apparently, he had been following her, and she was coming out of her aunt's house, snatched her, put her in the car. She didn't have a choice. She had to go to the ATM. He put on a mask, right? She had to give him her ATM number, her ATM code, so he could take all the money out of her account. Then he shot her. So she disappeared. So the whole city was looking for her. Then they found her body. And it took them a while to find him because he has relatives who were hiding him. They, they like to run down south. They went, he went down to Kentucky and Tennessee and all kinds of stuff until finally somebody gave him up. She was also young. Beautiful young woman on her way with her life. Right now in the Detroit area, we are mourning these two young women. They're both killed. I wouldn't even say in the prime of their lives, they haven't even begun yet. This violence against women is epic. And I know it, it's something that, 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 that a lot of you guys are, are, are men tend to shy away from this. And it makes you uncomfortable with good reason because most of you are not violent. Most men are not violent. Most men don't engage in compulsive violent behavior and want to shoot their partners. Most men don't. So, of course, it's going to make you uncomfortable. But I'm going to ask you a favor. 
I'm going to ask that you discuss violence in relationships with your women, whether your women are your daughters, your sisters, your friends, your nieces, you know, that person at work, right? That person whom you have, that female person whom you have some sort of access to that you can talk. I am asking all men, please discuss with them because for some reason, women, either we get turned on or we get turned off. And a lot of it has to do with societal pressure, community pressure. This thing that you must have a man, especially in certain cultures. If you don't have a man, you are not, something is wrong with you. If you don't show up at Thanksgiving dinner or if you don't show up at some family event with a man, something is wrong with you. You have to have a man. So the pressure on women to show up with a man, it's almost as if you don't have a man, you're incomplete as a woman, no matter what else you do. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Do you remember the story some years ago of a Coca-Cola, a former Coca-Cola executive who was killed by her boyfriend? She lived with him for 10 years. Well, she was under societal pressure to pick up a man. And she picked up a man who was homeless, took him into her house, exposed him to her lifestyle for 10 years. She never married him. And after 10 years, she knew he was dangerous because she went and got a gun to protect herself. The only person she's going to protect herself from is him. She asked him to leave, and he wouldn't leave. He went out into the garage, sat down in the car, came back with his gun, and shot her and killed her. Right? Ladies, stop dating dangerous men. It's not funny. If they tell you they're going to shoot you, they're going to do it. You want to know how I know? I lived it. My ex-husband told me he was going to kill me. He didn't lie. He intended to. He held a knife to my rib, and he meant to carry it out. By the grace of God, I am sitting here today. So if a man tells you he's going to kill you, make note of it. And for some reason, I stayed in the marriage, I wouldn't say because of societal pressure. I stayed because I didn't want to be a single mother, so that's some form of societal pressure. I didn't want to be a statistic. That's what I kept telling myself. It was better than being single. It was better than how are you going to raise a child by yourself? How are you going to manage all of this life stuff? Do you see what I mean? Is that societal pressure? Yes. So this silent societal pressure weighs down on people. So all of us as a community need to stop putting pressure on people to come home with a, with a partner. Like if you don't show up with a partner, then something is wrong with you. If you don't show up with a partner, then you are half of a person. I remember years ago, I wouldn't date because I felt that I had issues emanating from the violence that I lived through. I thought I needed to fix myself before I would start dating. And I definitely was not going to just go out with people just because. Women seem to do that. Because your friends are always, well, who is the man? You got to have a man. I remember I had a friend like that who said, you got to have a man. I dumped her ass. Because you're not going to tell me to go have a man. That's not good for me. That's not good for me at all. If I'm going to have someone, it's someone who loves me and has my best interest at heart. 
not someone for whom I'm experienced, right? Because I have a job and because I have a house and I have this, so I'm experienced for them. It's, they're looking for a soft landing, right? And this is something that we need to talk about because the societal pressure on both sides, black, white, green, yellow, to have partners is forcing people to make compromises and be with people whom they really shouldn't be with. These men are dangerous. If they have spent time inside of a prison, they need to be significantly rehabilitated. Something triggers them. Some of these young men, look at this 18-year-old young man who was, he had never been to, they say he has been arrested before. It, it never goes without saying, people, once they get caught up, it, it, it's almost as if you can almost put your hand on it that they've been arrested before. It's very few who have faced the system, right? And he was loading the gun that he eventually, with the bullets that he eventually used to kill the young woman. You know what is strange? Her father said, her father, her father said this, and I'm going to read it for you. Her father said that he felt like a cloud has been over him since, right? Since this happened. The father, her father said this. He said he tried to protect her. This is the father of the young woman who was killed by the 18-year-old young man who was loading the bullets into the gun. Her father said he was trying, he tried to protect her. He said there was just something about the young man. He didn't get a good vibe. He told his daughter, this is not the one for you. Ladies, can you please wait for the right person? Can we please wait? Yeah, it might take a while because the right person is going to take a while. Let's be clear. But in the meantime, don't have these people come into your life. They're going to kill you. How many of these stories are we going to read about and realize that this is an epidemic, realize that this is true? Ladies, it's up to us. The rest of us can tell you to end domestic violence all day. The system is there to protect you, but you are placing yourself in danger. You can't be hanging around with people who are dangerous. You know they're dangerous. You know they have a gun. You know they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. It's not fascinating. We're not living in the days of Al Pacino. This is not the OK Corral days. Oh, so he's going to tell you he has a gun because if he gets, uh, if he gets attacked, who is going to attack him? Is he in the, is he, does he have PTSD issues? Was he in the military and thinks that people, I don't drive around thinking everybody's going to attack me. I'm not like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, everybody's got, why are you dating these people? They're dangerous. And they're, they're a danger to you. And if you have children, they're a danger to your children. And women are looking at me like, oh, Harriet, I lived it. So you don't have to take my word for it. Just go pick up the six o'clock news any day. And you will see the evidence of what I'm saying. I don't have to prove anything at all. The evidence and the statistics are there. Listen to me very carefully. The Macomb County prosecutor, when a prosecutor tells you that this is the sixth murder case resulting from a domestic violence situation in two months, you know we got a problem. These young men are angry. These men are angry. They're willing to kill anybody. Look at that one who shot the police officer 
because his girlfriend broke up with him. She doesn't want to talk to him anymore. What? People break up all the time, y'all. So he got mad. He came back to the house. He was firing shots at the house. So now he wants to shoot up everybody in the house. So the police officer comes in, identifies themselves as a police officer, and he shot, shoots them and kills them. You, I, you know what? I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop. Right? We have a justice system for real. It truly is. We really have a justice system. Right? We have a justice system for real. I guess nobody wants to hear this. Right? 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 I guess nobody wants to hear this because nobody wants to believe that these things do happen. But they do. They do happen. They do happen. Right? They do happen. They do happen. Right? Unfortunately. Right? They do happen. And so we find ourselves in the midst of an epidemic. We find ourselves in the midst of an epidemic surrounding violence surrounding violence against women. But as we move forward into the movement of ending violence, what we are discovering is that we are discovering that there are some factors that we used to think we couldn't control. We used to think that there were factors that were outside of our control. One of the things we're finding out is that the violence is occurring after the fact. When you meet the person, that's when you have the control. So you meet someone, and if you can detect that there is some violence with them. I'm not talking about within the first five minutes. I'm talking about after some time you've spent with them. If you detect that there is some element of violence, the question you need to ask yourself is, what would prevent him from using that violence against me? Now, most of us think that, oh, well, he likes me. He loves me. He would never hurt me. That's faulty thinking because the evidence does not bear that out. Significantly, 94% of women who are murdered in the United States are murdered by someone they know and love. 94% of developed countries, we have the highest number of homicide against women. So therefore, if the evidence is saying, if the evidence says that the evidence, the concrete facts, the statistics, gleaned from the Uniform Crime Reporting Database, if that evidence says that women are killed, more women are killed by someone they know than anybody else, women, we need to take note. If you meet someone and they have a background in violence, why do you think they're not going to use it against you? If you meet someone and they, they have been arrested for assault, why do you think that they won't use it against you? That's the thing that I'm asking everybody, and I can't get an answer. And instead, people vilify me and pillory me because I'm speaking the truth. You can hate me all you want, but I guarantee you, within the next 24 hours, the next 48 hours, the next 72 hours, 
by next week, another woman is going to be killed by a man she knew and loved. I guarantee it. Because women are not listening. And it's, I used to say that, well, when you're in the situation, you, you know, you are afraid. But if you detect the violence from before, don't stay. I know because I was, it was me. The first time my ex-husband choked me, I should have left. But I thought, you know, I accepted his apology that he didn't mean it. When he meant it, he meant to kill me. That was always what he wanted to do. So today when I look at young women and I look at women in general, and some of you guys are going to jump all over me and say all kinds of stuff. I'm not talking about you. Why does this hurt you? I'm not talking about you. Most men are not violent. They're not violent against their women. I'm talking about the men who kill their women and the men who hurt their women. That's who I'm talking about. So if you fall into that category, well, sucks to be you. Maybe you shouldn't be on this broadcast. But the evidence, my friends, the evidence is what I'm looking at, the evidence. And had I not lived this experientially, I would never have known. And women, you need to get away from violent people. It's ha- a, listen to me very carefully. A violent person is a violent person, right? We recently had a case here in Detroit where two women, their partners, their life partners, one killed the other, but she, she, she killed her. She shot her and she lived long enough. So when the police came, she told the police what happened, right? And the life partner said, well, she was going to break up with me and I didn't want her to leave me. Two women who were life partners. She killed her anyway. A violent person is a violent person. Now, when when you read her background, the thing you say to yourself is, you didn't see that she had a violent background? That no matter how much you thought she loved you, she still has a violent background? She's been, you know, locked up for assault? She's been arrested for assault before? Ladies and gentlemen, we are placing our lives in danger. We place ourselves in danger by associating with people who have a potential for violence. If people, and it is demonstrated and evidenced by their past experiences. You know something, let me just be honest with you. My ex-husband beat me up. That's a given, right? There is no report anywhere that says I ever retaliated. Never. You know, he could never say I initiated it. First of all, he was bigger than me. Secondly, he was, if he said so, he lied. Because the evidence when the police showed up was always the opposite, right? So when you read the police report, he was the initiator and the aggressor, right? So, uh, so I'm being transparent there. I'm just be, oh, being open and transparent, right? So there is no evidence that I ever did. And I used to ask myself this question, like seriously, I used to ask myself, because, you know, when the, the violence is done, you would sit down and think about it. And I used to ask myself, no, why, why don't I respond with violence? I used to ask myself that question. Why? Why is it that when he's attacking me, I don't turn around and, and fight? You know what I found out? He asked the same question. He said, I don't understand you. How come you don't fight back? And finally, one day I said to him, you know why? I'm not a violent person. You did everything 
to bring out violence, and it can't come out of me because it's not in me. Do you see what I'm saying? What I'm trying to say is that people have been socialized to be violent, and so their responses to crisis, people have crisis in relationships all the time. There is always disagreements. There are always disagreements. There are always conflicts in relationships, especially relationships between intimate partners, right? You're going to disagree. You're going to disagree about what color uh, comforter you should put on. You're going to disagree about the color of the bedroom. You're going to disagree about getting married, what colors you should wear. You're going to disagree about the fundamentals of life. You're going to disagree about spending, but is the proper response, is the right response to respond with violence, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. Is that the right response? No. If someone starts responding like that, you need to get away from that. Because like I found with my ex-husband, it started with, shut up. I said to shut up. And to choking, and from choking became slapping, and from slapping became fisticuffs. Next thing I was being kicked and beaten with all kinds of stuff that he could lay his hands on. You see what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is that we need to recognize
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.